All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you're on YouTube, you already know who I've got with me today, my homie, Mr. Christian Edwards. What's up, man? What's up, dude? So good to do these with you. Yeah. I'm just so excited. We're we're going to be rolling out a number of these. So if you're a new listener to the King's Council, uh, buckle up. But also, we've heard so many people that have gone through, like, they, they heard about us, whether it's on Prey.com or something like that, and then they just binge because we're up to like 100 and some episodes now. It's yeah, crazy to, I know. to I know, know that. It's wild. Um, but, but yeah, if, if, you've, if you're a new listener to the King's Council, I would definitely encourage you to go back. All of these episodes are are relevant to everyday life, mm-hmm. right? We're, we don't really do uh, current events. You know, we'll bring some stuff up like that, but this is really just biblical truth, what we're all about within the King's Council. And um, we're going to dive into probably what's just been on my heart for the past few months, I would say, super heavily, just because I actually had recently listened to a, ser- a series. Um, actually, John Bevere even came out with a book called The Awe of God, I think it's called, but then he's been preaching all over the country, and I've just been mesmerized at this topic because it wasn't something that I really spent a lot of time on, mm. right? And I think it's it's definitely helped me to to grow exponentially just in my faith and, and why, because we hear a lot about the love of God. But recently we were just in Orlando mm-hmm. sitting in a hot tub and we brought this up. You, you I mean, get, let them know just like what, how this kind of took place and then we'll dive into this here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was back in May. And so not too long ago and uh, we're sitting in the hot tub late one night in Orlando. We're at the NRB convention. This wasn't just like a, to both of us romantically sitting in a hot tub right, too, by the right, way. Let's right. just get that out the way. But when we travel, we like to make sure there's a hot tub <laughs> yes, in, yes. in the places we stay. Um, just the way you said that. It's like late at night. We were sitting in a hot tub. Like, a, okay. It was a starry night. The moon was full. Um, uh, for me personally, um, it was literally just days after my mother had passed. Mm-hmm. And I remember just kind of gazing up at the sky and just, you know, kind of just praying to myself as I'm in the hot tub. And uh, it was great to be around uh, you and, and, you know, family, like close family and friends in that moment. And I think I just blurted out, you, you know what, what the problem with the church is today? It's a lack of fear. Mm-hmm. There, there's no fear. And when, when I say that, and I, I feel like uh, I could be accused of bashing the church from time to time. That's not the case at all. When I say the church's problem, the church as a whole, the body of Christ, not right. individual uh, church buildings necessarily, although there are plenty of problems within right. um, some church buildings and church right. ministries. But when I say the problem as a whole is a lack of fear uh, for God, um, I talk about the church body. And whenever I make a statement like that, I'm always uh, internally looking uh, myself at myself for, for when I make such statements because I I never want to be the guy to say, hey, that's that guy's problem over there. That's a guy, that guy's problem over there. Uh, even in reading the word of God, you know, or sitting in church, you hear a message and, you know, everybody usually is like, oh, I know pastor's talking about that guy over there. Or <laughs> you're looking at your wife like, I hope she's listening, right? <laughs> um, so when I say these things, um, I say them because I don't ever want to be guilty of of having a lack of fear for the, for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when we have it, it's just different. Life is yeah. different. Our Christian walk is different when we have a healthy reverence and awe of God the way the Bible actually commands us and requires us to have. Yeah, and let's let's dive into that because 
I mean, my knowledge uh, early on as a, as a believer, and just like we, and oftentimes throw this scripture out like flippantly, like uh, the Lord or God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, right? But, mm. uh, but of power and love and a sound mind. And it's like something that we preach to each other when we're, you know, like afraid of something. Mm. Um, but let's understand like maybe even that the definition of, of that type of fears, it's different than the, than what's oftentimes referenced in more of a reverence and an awe type of fear versus like being timid and scared. So yeah. there's two different, I mean, this is just the importance of reading the Bible, like and truly getting to the root mm. of these original words, whether it was in Greek or Hebrew. Um, and this is just partly what we do, uh, which is just why I love having you in the, in the house. And yeah. like, we get to just dive into this stuff together. Yep. Um, but it, back to even the church, and then, then let's dive into multiple references to fear throughout mm. Old Testament and New Testament. Yep. Um, I read, or actually in that John Bevere message, uh, he had made a, a comment that Barna actually did a study. This is in the past couple of years. And within the past couple of years, over 40 million Christians have walked away from the faith. So mm. no longer consider themselves Christians. Wow. 40 million in the past few years. And it's, I mean, it's just, that's mind boggling to me. It's, it's one, it's like, were they really Christians even at right. that point? So right. it's like kind of hard, you know, st- surveys and studies are always interesting of the yeah. type of comments and feedback you're going to get. But, but even if it's a fraction of that, it still like breaks my heart mm-hmm. to think of like, Oh my goodness, is that what, what's going on with the church? Yeah. And, you know, obviously we know re- understanding the Bible and, and, uh, prophecy and like what's going to happen. Like, yes, this type of thing is going to happen mm-hmm. um, with the times I certainly think that we're in, but one of the things that we even read last night, I think I read it to you as I was scrolling social media. It's like most people fear the devil more than they fear mm. God. Wow. Which is like, it really got me thinking. It's like our God could destroy the devil in a second. Right. Right. Yet we walk around more fearful of the devil, the enemy, than we are of our actual creator of all things. Mm-hmm. Right. And just understanding like the difference between those types of fear, this awe, this reverence, this holy consuming fire of who he actually is. Right. Just this mind blowing to me, man. Yeah, it's wild. And as you said that 40 million Christians and immediately my thought is if somebody has actually tasted and seen that the Lord is good, how could they possibly walk away from that? Right. And but the reality is, is because if somebody comes to salvation and they're not properly discipled. They don't get plugged into yeah. community. I mean, uh, we we essentially get adopted into this family of faith. We become children of God. We we are called to do life together. We get set apart from the world, but now we are the body. We do this together. Yep. And there are a lot of um, Christians that you know they they say yes to the Lord, but then there's no follow up. There there's no discipleship. And I know for me, that was key to my walk. Uh, two guys, uh, they took me under their wing. And, of course, I had Lucy, who led me to the Lord. And, you know, she's all about Jesus. And now she's my best friend, became my fiance, my wife. So she was always there to, to, to pour into me. And so I quickly, you know, took on the role that a man should have of, you know, uh, pouring into her. Um, but it, it reminds me, uh, and I share this story, because we could drift from the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. My father took me and my uh, my sister and my cousins to the Jersey Shore 
when I was a little boy. And I remember it was a, we were just old enough to kind of play and splash around in the waves without him being in there with us. You know, he stood at the shore, kept an eye on us, but, you know, we weren't going too deep. And I remember he said to me, he said, make sure every couple of minutes you just look up and make sure you're still right in front of me. And mm. I remember as a little boy, I was like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> well, I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm just, you know, body surfing over here. Right. So I uh, were playing splash in and some time goes by and I was like, oh, shoot. I looked at my sister. I said, we haven't looked up yet. Let's make sure we're still right in front of dad. And we look up and he's not there. And I start freaking out. Like, mm. oh, my God. And the, the beach was busy. You see people everywhere. And I'm freaking out. And I'm looking up and down the shoreline, and I see him. It's probably a good 20 yards to my right down the shoreline, and I see him. With, like He had his eye on us the whole time, probably waiting for us to <laughs> look up, right? He had that, oh, that, that stern father look, mm -hmm. and he starts waving like this, and then he's waving us in. So I remember hustling out of water, run over to him. I was like, Daddy, Daddy, why would you move? He said, I didn't move. You moved. Mm. I told you to keep looking up because if not, you're going to drift away. And – I it was probably a couple of years ago when I was in uh, in a valley season and I just wasn't feeling the presence of, of the Lord in my life. And one day in prayer, he brought that back to my remembrance. And if I'm not feeling the presence of God in my life, it's not because he drifted or he went anywhere. It's because I drifted. Yeah. And when we drift every day, we're either getting closer to God or further away from him. And if we're not, actively seeking him every day and seeking to get closer to him we're not just going to coast and stay where we are it's like anything in life we're not getting right. we're not staying in the same place ever in any aspect of life we're either getting better or getting or getting worse mm -hmm. we're either getting stronger or getting weaker um so if you say yes to the lord have a real encounter with the lord but then you don't spend time with them over time it's like that uncle you, you were so tight with as a kid mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you don't see him for years and years and when he pops back up in your life you're like i don't really know this dude yeah that's so good man that is so good it just reminds me a couple things has come to mind i just love that that story because it's so fitting just for us as believers as we are just living this life and just get distracted maybe we're maybe it's a good season like you were playing in the water it's everything's fun mm -hmm. right and then all of a sudden we look up and it's like what in the world yeah and well, first off, it reminded me of again back to John Bevere. He had talked about um, you guys, depending upon how old you are, maybe remember a gentleman named Jim Baker. It's actually a recent movie. I didn't see it. Did I you see that movie? No. Uh, t uh, t Tammy, Tammy Faye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jim Baker. Uh, but Jim Baker, for those that don't know, uh, he uh, spent I don't know how long he spent actually in prison, but he was very famous televangelist mm -hmm. for years. Um, and John actually went to prison to interview him just to like, he was fascinated, I think, of just like, what happened? What happened? One, one of the main questions he asked, because early on, you know, Jim Baker was like a true on fire Jesus freak, mm -hmm. right? Maybe a little weird, um, but an on fire <laughs> Jesus freak. Uh, and one question that, that John asked him was, hey, man, wh at what point did you fall out of love with Jesus? And... This is, this is what rocked me. And he said, oh, John, I never fell out of love with Jesus. Never, ever. I loved him all through my junk. And just so you guys know, he committed adultery. Uh, they were doing like mail order fraud. I mean, just terrible things. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, and to, to hear him say like, oh, no, I loved him all through this. 
He said, what happened was I lost the fear mm. of the Lord, which, man, I just get goosebumps like thinking of that and feeling that because how many of us, and especially in today's culture, it's like love, 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 right? Love and kindness or even just grace. Like we're, you know, a certain section of Christianity or churches are like, yeah, everything is grace. So we can do whatever we want, yeah. sleep with whoever we want, right. you know, whenever we want. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm saved by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Hebrews tells us that, that he actually disciplines those. Mm-hmm. And, and most of this comes back to just being obedient to him. But then also just in kind of along the lines of what you were saying, it's that friendship, friendship is reserved for those who fear him. I was, I was just kind of prepping for this earlier and I wrote this down. Psalm twenty five fourteen says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Mm. the secret of the Lord. And it's like, okay, well, who, what does that mean? What is the, the secrets of, of the Lord? And if I just think like as human beings, we, who do we tell our secrets to? It's to those that we are close with, to those that we are like true friendship. Like, you know, crap about me that yeah. most people don't, yeah. right? It's because I'm willing to let you in on these secrets. We all have secrets, right? Yeah. But it's, it's the secrets of the Lord. This again is Psalm 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And, and then if you go into the New Testament, John 15, 14 says, you are my friend if you do what I command you. Mm. And it's just, I think a lot of it, and I, I'd love to, for you to speak on to this, man, this just comes back to just yeah. this obedience. Like, what it, like that's what it means to be in like friendship with the Lord. And again, Jim Baker doing amazing things. A lot of people probably experience uh, Christ for the first time, but then also he just swayed. Right, he was no, he had lost that fear of the Lord. Yeah. Well, I think of being a father now to five kids, and you know, uh, my first four, I, you know, I became their dad when they were between the ages of seven, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucy's first four kids, so I didn't get them at, at an early age. But then we had Ezzy in twenty twenty, and now I could experience life as a father from birth. And with Ezzy, now he's three. So he could be a little rebellious, a little disobedient, right? (laughs) It's just the way he's wired. He's a filthy little sinner, like the Bible says. He's got a wicked heart. Um, But he's the the best kid ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he just gives you that smile, and he wins you back immediately. Yeah, the last three days, I, I literally walk in the room, and he goes, what you doing, Wiley? <laughs> How many times I've heard that this trip Quite has been a bit. epic. Quite a bit. <laughs> funny, funny note, too. So you, mostly Ash, have two French Bulldogs. Yes. So Reggie, who's this black French Bulldog, and Archie, who I don't even know what color he is. Gray and dots and polka dots and yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Archie we would probably consider slow. Uh, yeah, he is definitely on the spectrum of... <laughs> downs for a dog (laughs) right so archie has a little more energy and archie's kind of more the center of attention so as he uh knows archie archie stop archie arch get down archie archie and then reggie will come in the room he'll be like oh black archie (laughs) (laughs) just hilarious to be hilarious it is hilarious and it's i think it's more hilarious because of those that don't know Christian's Lucy is black, right? Right, <laughs> and and it's just funny. Yeah. It's just make it's just more funny that way, right? Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, as a father, I I want Ezzy to obey, right? But I don't want it to be because he just is scared to death of me, 
Right. I want it to be because he respects me. He loves me. He knows that I have his best interest at heart more than anybody else on this planet. Mm-hmm. So even if it's he hears me say something that he doesn't want to hear or he disagrees with, he knows that, you know what, that's my dad. I know he's looking out for me. I, I know I should obey him. I know I just need to trust him in this moment, right? And even saying that, how many people just have scumbag parents that, mm. unfortunately, they they can't say my parents have my best interests at heart, right. unfortunately. But um, I have Ezzy's best interests at heart. So I want him to listen and be obedient and have the, this uh, a reverence for me, but, but not even the same reverence. I want him to have this reverence and awe of God. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I want him to have a, a healthy love and respect for me as much as a child can for his earthly father. I want him to reserve that awe and reverence for his heavenly father. Like I, I totally am okay and Lucy is as well with us being um, you know, two and three or two A, two B behind God being first in his life. Even at the age of three, we want to pour into him, make sure he knows that that Jesus is, is number one, he's the center of everything. So um, that that friendship aspect of it, it's a fatherly role, but also a friendship where I always want him to be able to 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 call me up if he messes up. Yeah. Right. And Lucy did such a great job of raising the kids on her own uh, before I, I came into the picture where I I was in awe because I know what it's like to be a teenager and the, the kids, especially the girls, if they were in a mess they would talk to Lucy mm. and they weren't afraid of her. Isaiah at times would be afraid of her probably because he messed up more than the other ones. And, <laughs> and Lucy gave him good reason to be afraid at times. <laughs> right. Uh, but if um, I, I heard this said, said before, you know, if I take the car out as a teenager um, and, it, and you know, I crash it, I don't have my license and, you know, I parents didn't even know I took the car out. The, is my reaction going to be, or is Ezzy's reaction going to be like, oh, crap, dad's going to find out? Right. Or is he going to say, I got to call dad right now? Yeah. I need That's help. So I'm in a jam. And what, you know, we read about the Old Testament God as if he's different than the New Testament God and the wrath of God, the judgment and all that. But, yes, he's a holy God. He's a He's a righteous God. He's judge 100%. But at the same time, Jesus Christ is the Savior who who became sin on our behalf so that we may be the righteousness of God. Yeah. And he's the the love that we have for him, the love that I have for him, it, it's immeasurable because I know what he's done for me. I know how unworthy I was to receive the love that he has. So Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. And when I say my love for him is immeasurable, I know it's still measurable compared to his immeasurable love that he has for me. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, I've perfected this agape love uh, by any stretch because we could still love at at Mm -hmm. a greater capacity day in and day out. 
Um, but it, that gets me to thinking, though. All right, we're commanded to, to fear God, right? And even in Deuteronomy 10, it says, And now Israel, this is, uh, these are verses 12 and 13. It says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. So that, you know, God gives humanity, really children of Israel, but essentially all of humanity, this law. And it says that he requires that they fear him. And it says this first, but to fear the Lord your God. Then it says to walk in all his ways and to love him. But when I think about this, I can't, can I fear him first and have this on reverence if I don't love him first? You know, what comes first? What's the recipe for this? Because, uh, but then can we truly love him without having that fear, that awe and reverence for him? Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. what, what what comes first? I know the first thing is we have to have humility. Yeah. I know that's got to be yeah. in this, yep. this, this mix of ingredients here. We have to have humility. But then what's the step? Because if somebody doesn't really know God, why would they have a fear for him? Right. And especially the way the Bible talks about knowledge of the Lord, especially in the New Testament. It's not the same knowledge that we would know today where it's a head knowledge. It's an, an intellectual knowledge. The, the Greek word for knowledge in the New Testament means an experiential knowledge, a knowledge that can only be attained through an experience. Mm. So when we have the knowledge of the Lord through experience, you know, and I think a lot of churches, they get it wrong there. They, they, they pump you up with head knowledge of the Lord. Sure. But you, you walk in on a Sunday morning and you don't really encounter God. You don't really have an experience with the Lord. You have an experience with, with his word through the message. You have an experience uh, uh, of worship through, through the musicians. But do you have a true encounter? Because when you have that encounter, go back to those 40 million apostates. Yeah. yeah. When did they encounter the Lord? Did they have a true encounter with the Lord to truly know who he is, to know his character, to feel his love, to, to feel his, his loving arms wrapped around them, to feel forgiven? for all the dirt that you've done in your whole life. You know how good a feeling that is mm. to feel forgiven? It's unbelievable. Yeah. But, dude, that even just, I mean, I know we were talking about this a few days ago. Uh, it just reminds me of the children of Israel, too. It's like they had experiences even. Yeah. Right? Like they, yeah. I mean, the freaking manna from heaven, the parting of the Red Sea, mm. and how quickly they started to complain and grumble about let's go back to Egypt. At least we had food there. And yeah. it's like, you just witnessed some of the most epic stuff on the planet. Right. Right. And that was, a, I mean, yeah, just so fascinating that if we're not mm -hmm. always continually abiding in him, yeah, we are trash. Right. <laughs> we're horrible human beings. Right. Well, oh well, goodness. there's a Psalm. I don't remember what Psalm it is off the top of my head, but it, it says that um, Israel that they knew the acts of God and Moses knew the ways of God. Mm. So is, and there's a big difference there to yeah. know the acts of God and to know his ways. Do I, do I just know and see and actually believe in the things that God has done? Um, you know, like you said, they actually witnessed the, mm -hmm. the Red Sea parting. They witnessed this manna falling from heaven. They witnessed this. So they, but they knew, did they really know God's character in that? 
did they really right. know and receive his love through those acts? Apparently not, because, you know, as soon as God did something miraculous for them, they seemed like they fell in love with them. And then soon enough, they would rebel. And mm. I mean, it was quick, too. You know, it's yeah. like as soon as they get in the wilderness, they they deserted uh, God really quick. But then Moses, he knew his ways. And Mos that that's what it's about, to know God's ways, to know his character, to know his heart. And and so yeah. again Why I, do you why do you think he knew his ways? Because he's I mean he's got to spend time with him. Like, yeah, face I, to face. I think it's so, simply like, was Moses called yes, right? Mm -hmm. But there there's no way if he didn't put in the and time immediately that, he feared the Lord. And then he walked in his ways back to Deuteronomy. Yeah. And then he he loved him and served him. Mm -hmm. But he still, you know, hit the hit the rock mm -hmm. to get water. Like he still had yeah. some disobedient, which he was disciplined for. Right. Right. So yeah. good, man. Yeah. But to know the character of God and, you know, the Bible tells us to, to seek God, to seek his face. And why does scripture say to seek his face when other places says if you see see God <laughs> like no man can see God right, right? right. but uh, the the purpose of of the Bible of God saying to, to seek my face is because think about this when you know if uh, I've never experienced this in real life but you know I've watched plenty of like Law and Order SVU uh, <laughs> all those shows when you know suspects go into a police lineup what how somebody can identify them by their face yeah right yeah there may be a tattoo or something like that but it's their faces that that really represent who they are mm. so when god says to seek my face seek me who i am what's my identity their their face usually represents the identity of the person yeah so what's my identity and and i mean we could do a four-part right. podcast just on the identity right. of god the character of god who he is but if we're, and again when God tells us to, to seek him, it's a continuous seeking. It's not just, ah, you know, seek me, find me, and then, you know, we'll just have fellowship. No, we, we are to seek him every day till yeah. we die. Yeah. Every single day. And there's no, you know, and as close as we may get to him on earth, we're never going to fully be in his presence until we're with him in heaven. It's good, man. It just reminds me, I don't even, maybe you know where this is, but we're, we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Where is that? Ephesians. Ephesians. If you, like, it, we are to work out our salvation, which is so, we know that salvation is a, a gift, but we are to work it out with fear and trembling, not with like love and kindness philippians philippians oh you're close man well we just went from ephesians to philippians and we've been in philippians mm -hmm. for literally two months and we're just in chapter three so it was it's close it was probably about it's a month and a half ago in philippians too one book over you know how i got like how i started to remember one of my original pastors the original pastor actually uh was you know matthew mark luke john acts romans first corinthians second corinthians mm -hmm. and then he told me to go eat popcorn Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Oh, okay. Put that in your little quiver. Quiver? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Go eat popcorn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. It's funny because we didn't even go to Philippians just. Right. We, you know, Caleb, who also does the Bible study with me, we yeah. prayed on it and, um, you know, God led us to Philippians. Yeah. Which, by the way, 
for those listening, every Wednesday morning at 7.30 Central Standard Time, uh, we pray for 30 minutes. We hop on. We actually pray for like my, probably like 20. Uh, but the first few minutes is just sharing, hey, do we have any uh, specific prayer request? Or if you have a specific prayer request, send them to us. Yeah. Text them to 727-472-3860 because uh, we will take some time and we will pray mm-hmm. for you. Um, amongst the, the group, but then also at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, Christian uh, and then Caleb Spittler occasionally hops in there and leads a Bible study. And we've yeah. been going through the book of Philippians. And so uh, text, if you just want to know an info on that, text the word KING, K-I-N-G, to that mm-hmm. same number. I'll say it one more time, 727-472-3860. It's in the show notes as well. Yeah, and hop on. Uh, don't feel intimidated. I yeah. know the first time I ever did something like that online, I was like, oh, geez. Right. You know, uh, camera on, camera off. Uh, is anybody going to call on me? No, yep. the, it's not like that. You can leave your camera off. You can stay unmuted or muted the whole time and just part and just listen, or you could participate. Um, you know, it, it, and That's we do great. stuff like this. You know, we'll teach for about 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and then it'll be 20, 25 minutes of. Stuff like this, where we're, yeah. we're talking if you have questions. and uh, we, you know. We're working out our salvation yeah. with fear and trembling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's some, you know, I teach it, Caleb teaches it, but I love the conversation because everybody that's on there has something to add. Totally. Even if it's a, a question, hey, there's no dumb questions. Right. <laughs> that's what, what's beautiful. Yeah. There are no dumb questions when it comes to this. Yeah. And it's just beautiful when people seek. Absolutely. Yeah, no matter your 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 where you're at in your walk if you're a ba- brand new baby christian maybe you're even w- wondering if this is for you mm-hmm. uh just encourage you to come on and, and uh listen to it spend some time with us it'd be yep. awesome just, also just to get to meet you and know you more and more yeah so. well dude i think uh, you got any more on this i think we can we can rap forever about this but i do know that we have a billion things to do as well so. <laughs> you want to land this plane anything um yeah, man. Well, well, even in that, what, real quick, what is, if, if somebody says, all right, I, I feel like I love God, I pray to him, but the, this fear that it may sound foreign to them, it may mm-hmm. seem foreign to them, what what's something that we could advise them to do to, to pick up this reverence for God? Great question. Um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing, and I'll just even share this experience that I had just a few mornings ago um, as I was re-kind of listening to yep. some, actually listening to one of John Bevere's messages again, and just spending time is something that I just have taken yep. for granted, spending time with the Lord, um, just by yourself, solo, and and praying to him and asking him. I mean, he knows the desires of our hearts, but when we express our what we're experiencing, I mean, you just you talked about Ezzy and um, uh, you know wh- how you want you know if he ever steals the car or something like that. It just reminded me even of just yesterday when you guys ran out, Ellie. I said, "Hey, do you want to make these brownies?" Mm. And I'm downstairs here. All of a sudden, I hear a kapush. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Ebby," <laughs> um, but it wasn't three seconds later. I hear. Uh, dad. <laughs> and like that warmed my heart that yeah. she, you know, it wasn't like, oh no, I have to clean this up and hide this. But it was for me to come up and, and her like 
so sorry and, and, you know, felt bad about it. But obviously it wasn't anything that she did on purpose. But even if she did do it on purpose, I want her response to be to come to her daddy. Right. right? And that's what our creator wants as well. And whatever that feeling is, just like coming to him with this, like, I don't even know what it means to fear you, God. What does that mean? And, you know, I mentioned that. I was in my vehicle two, three mornings ago. Mm. Ellie was swimming early in the morning and she, had, she was at swim practice and I was listening to this message. And then I just started to, just to pray. And I mean, I, my specific prayer was like, God, I know that you are omniscient. You are, you are always with me, but would you just like make yourself real to me? Will you manifest right here, right now? And I'm like, it was the most epic experience I've had in, in a long, long time, if not ever of just him and I and it was just I I just sensed he was there and it was an overwhelming feeling of definitely there was fear involved but it wasn't like I'm scared it was here's what it was it was it was terrified of being away from him Mm. so if, if we switch our brain to like I'm fearful of something when we think about that but where the fear of the Lord actually is, it's being terrified of being apart from him. Right. Right. And that's from an eternal standpoint. Yeah. We, we've, we've got to spend time with them here and today now as we're living, breathing on this earth, but from an eternal standpoint, that's the fear of the Lord. Like, Oh snap. Right. I don't want the alternative. Yeah. That's so good. So just that, that time alone, like you were seeking him. You desired him. Mm-hmm. You communed with God. And I think that through through prayer, that communion time, yeah. through reading the word. Oh yes. That that's key. And just that time of worship. When when we get into a place of worship and w- I, I think it was Tozer and I'm gonna botch this, but he said true worship or worship at his best is when the the object that the heart adores when you when you close the gap between your heart and the object in which it adores mm. that's worship in its truest sense so when uh, if our heart really loves the lord if we're closing that gap between us and the lord getting closer to him just by letting the walls down in our heart being open and vulnerable allowing god to know our innermost secrets he already knows them but we actually let the walls down and yeah. give him permission to come in and know them when we're uh, just saying thank you, saying I have hearts of gratitude, God, I love you, I exalt you, I worship you, thank you. Uh, the, the, some of the best times I have with the Lord is just looking back at who I was and thanking him for who I am now. Yeah, Just such a radical transformation and something that only he could do, something that you know no self-help book could ever do for me, nothing of the world could do uh, as far as the change and the joy that I have now in life. Um, so get to know god and um i think wrap it up like this because we mentioned this deuteronomy verse where you know and again god this is the the essence of the law right that we fear god we walk in his ways we love him we serve god with all our heart all of our soul so this is a a commandment that he gives us right this is a command first john 2 4 says whoever says i know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person. So it, man, that's so like, just meditate on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so look at yourself today. You know, if you're listening to this, 
look inwardly and say, am I actually obeying God's commands? Am I obedient to God? And it, it could be just the small things, little things that God's put in your spirit, which I am a true believer because I believe he's done it with me. Um, even before I, uh, Lucy and I, we made this move to Texas. I believe he was putting these little tests in our path to see if we would obey them before he just said, okay, up and move to Texas. Yeah. And we didn't know why. We didn't know what, what would be there, but we, we did it. We yeah. listened. And we've been blessed by it. Not just blessed because of doors that have opened, but blessed because it. you know when you're in the will of God. You, your spirit knows there's a joy there's a yep. there's just a, a a purpose that you feel that you, you literally feel god telling you well done well done and what better place i mean if that's what we're striving for to hear in heaven for all of eternity when we could get a piece of that here on earth i mean what else is going to fuel us better than that yeah absolutely right man and just the the stress on that i know that that life gets busy we wake up maybe to an alarm clock and it's like, Oh, I got to get this done, this done, this done, this done, this done. But there's nothing, there's not a better investment of your time, not just for your daily life right now, which is like what we get so distracted with, but for your eternal purpose of becoming friends with your creator mm -hmm. and, and everything else, like everything else on this earth is just meaningless. Our job, our work, our, our, like everything that we spend our time, majority of our time on is mostly meaningless if we're not spending time with our creator yeah amen. Yeah. and the best way to do that is hop on wednesday morning bible studies yeah. <laughs> do it with somebody else first yeah uh and you know and if it's if it's you're like i don't even know what this means or how this looks um those those small little steps of of obedience as you mentioned mm -hmm. um I, I truly do believe that god rewards that as well mm -hmm. so so good if you guys want to um, again, know more about this, just join the community. We're, we're going to be going live in Facebook here, uh, basically daily here for the next 30 days, but at least by the time this thing airs. And, um, we've got some epic, incredible things happening here within the next few weeks that, uh, you guys are going to want to be a part of. Um, yeah. but our Facebook group is completely free. Bible study is free. We've got a lot of resources, guys. So if you just want to get involved with the community, again, just text the word KING to 727-472-3860. That being said, we'll see you and you. I'm pointing to the camera if you're not watching this on next week's episode. Yeah. We'll see you guys. See ya. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Go, go, go.